Hello, I'm Dr. Ling Huang, and in this episode, I will discuss about the metabolism of glucose in a process called glycolysis. Every day, your body needs about 2,000 kilocalories of energy to stay alive and be active. This energy comes from the foods that you eat in the form of carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. These foods are converted from chemical energy to ATP molecules that power the cells and tissues in your body. This main source of energy is from carbohydrates. During digestion, carbohydrates and polysaccharides break down into monosaccharides and glucose. Glucose is then transported across from our small intestines into our circulatory system to the liver. The liver can then either store excess glucose as glycogen or pass it into the bloodstream. The cells then take up the glucose from the bloodstream in response to insulin and undergoes glycolysis. Now this is a very important mission as without glycolysis, cells have no energy to survive and will die. So the mission is now to break up the 6-carbon glucose into two 3-carbon pyruvates and to also produce energy as ATP molecules and NADH electron carriers. There are two stages to this mission. The first stage is the investment phase, where you will need to put energy in to break up glucose into two sugar phosphates. The second stage is the payoff phase, where the ATP and NADH molecules are then generated and the pyruvate product then continues on to the next pathway of the TCA cycle. And so the journey begins. In the first step of the investment phase, one ATP is used by hexokinase enzyme to phosphorylate glucose to form glucose 6-phosphate. The phosphate group then blocks glucose from leaking out of the cell and keeps it from going forward to the next step. Glucose 6-phosphate then isomerizes to fructose 6-phosphate, which is then phosphorylated to fructose 1,6-biphosphate using a second ATP molecule. Fructose 1,6-biphosphate is then cleaved to form glyceraldehyde 3-phosphate isomers, a 3-carbon sugar. In the second stage, where the payoff phase, we start gaining energy-rich molecules uh, such as ATP and NADH. The aldehyde group on glyceraldehyde 3-phosphate is then oxidized and phosphorylated to 1,3-biphosphoglycerate. The cofactor NAD plus is then reduced to form NADH. 1,3-biphosphoglycerate then undergoes a series of reactions to remove the two phosphate groups that eventually lead to the pyruvate product. The two phosphate groups are transferred to two ADPs to form two ATPs for each three-carbon sugar. So in total, for one glucose molecule, glycolysis uses two ATPs and produces two pyruvates, four ATPs, and four NADH. And this yields a net gain of two ATP and two NADH molecules. Where there is oxygen, the pyruvate then continues onto the TCA cycle to generate more energy for aerobic respiration. However, where there is a lack of oxygen, anaerobic respiration then takes over. Now this occurs when your muscles are using up more ATP than it can be produced with oxygen.
This also occurs in red blood cells where there is no mitochondria and ATP is produced by anaerobic glycolysis. In anaerobic glycolysis, pyruvate then reduces to lactate and takes over oxygen as the main electron acceptor. NADH is then reoxidized back to NAD plus for glycolysis to proceed again. And when there is an accumulation of lactic acid in your muscles, that's when you start feeling cramps in your muscles and burning sensations. Now this is the difference between aerobic and anaerobic glycolysis.